This podcast is designed for you to discover more about who you are, to challenge your old adopted beliefs, and to expand your awareness of what's really possible. I'm Adam Esco, and this is The Unspoken Agreements. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Unspoken Agreements podcast. I'm your host, Adam Esco. Really pumped to share with you this week's episode with Dr. Jesse Ritter and Jesse, an unbelievable human being and dear, dear friend. I'll introduce him in a minute. I'll share a little bit about myself for those of you who don't know me. I am a life coach and a business strategist, and I help unfulfilled family business owners and associates create an unshakable mindset, get emotionally bulletproof, and become confident, thoughtful, mindful leaders so that they can build their highly profitable dream business and spend the majority of their time doing exactly what they love to do, what lights them up. It's what I'm leading myself through and I like to lead my clients through. So if this speaks to you, check me out at www.adamesco.com. Also want to give a shout out to Truth Work Media who produced this podcast. If you're looking to get into podcasting, small business, big business, individual, in 2020, 2021, and you need some support, how do you get going? How can you sound good? How? What is it that you need? Look for Truth Work Media. They produce this. They've been so great to work with. Okay, to the main event, Jesse Ritter. Dr. Jesse Ritter is he's a, just an incredible human being. He's a coach. He's a teacher. He's a world-class holistic cosmetic dentist who you have to check him out on his website and see the work he's done for his patients. If you're looking for like next, next, next level cosmetic work, uh, you have to go see him. He's incredible. And just check him out on his website. Um, so we get into some really great topics here. We talk about uh, things that we led ourselves through. Jesse and I have known each other since 2006. We started dental school together and we both had these visions originally on what our life was going to look like. And over time, it changes. So we kind of talk through um, some of the biggest transformations that we've had in our lives. You know, he was probably one of the most transformational figures I had in my life when I decided to get out of dentistry. It all started with a conversation I had with him. And we relived that memory in the episode. Hopefully you could enjoy that. So we'll just, you know, I'll let you get into it. Uh, enjoy it. There's going to be some great topics that come up. And yeah, have a great, great day. Enjoy the episode. Okay, this is this is a real treat for me, Jesse. This is, yeah, brother. Freaking bump. I'm going to be smiling. I'm going to be smiling the entire way here. This is like my dream. <sighs> Thanks for jumping on, man. Absolutely. My pleasure, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Why this is so cool is because my first episode, the the highlight of the episode was going through my story and talking about where the big shift happened. And for those of you who are listening and, and don't know my story, um, I was struggling pretty mightily in a, in a job and a career that I thought was going to be it. It was supposed to be what I worked my entire life towards, spent all this time educating myself, going through school, going through dental school, perio school. And then when I finally got into practice, this was supposed to be like my time to shine. And it wasn't. Something was off from the get-go. And I honestly couldn't see any way out of it. I had no, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And this man right here, 
one of the most impactful people in my life. He has made some of the biggest, helps me with some of the biggest shifts in my life. And I talk about this time where you and I met in Maryland Live Casino, man. Let's go. We were supposed to like just have a day to the guys and we were supposed to go. Craps. Craps took a turn. Yeah. So much for getting the craps table. We just sat at the bar and talked for like four hours. And <laughs> thank God for you that day, man. Your words were clear. Uh, you really challenged me. You, you, you really gave me the permission I needed to see that there were other solutions that I really was not able to see. I didn't have to just buy my dad's practice, which was going to be it. And you, you just, you, you, by the way, do you even realize how many options you came up with that day? You were like, <laughs> I you was were I think listing I went, them I out I like blind. they were, yeah. you were just like, it's so funny when you're in it, you, you really can't see it. And then you have someone else that, um, is able to see all the solutions that you can't see. And you did that for me that day. And again, so grateful it's led, led to this conversation. So, uh, first of all, I just want to say I'm honored to be here with you. I want to say thank you. And Likewise, brother. can you share a little bit about your story? Uh, and something that I think might be interesting to talk about is when you had that conversation with me that day, you had already been going through a transformation in your own life. Um, you had been getting coached. You made some major, major changes in your practice philosophy, um, yeah, and a lot of personal changes. So can you share a little bit about how you got to that point? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And first off, I have to say it's an honor to be here, man. This, this is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. My best bud. I'm on his podcast. It's fun. It's fun. Um, whew, where do we start, man? Um, so just so just so everybody who's listening knows, I'm a dentist as well. So so we've known each other since dental school. Um, I'm a I'm a cosmetic dentist um, in Baltimore. And I'm trying to think, so what led up to this, to the casino night, to that, that fateful evening at Maryland live and you know, what was going on? So I had bought my practice back in 2012 and, um, I bought, bought it from a retiring doctor and it was sort of general dentistry, sort of like your typical family dentist kind of style. And, I had taken a lot of training and got exposed to a lot of different things. And it was pretty early on that I realized like, I want something more. I want a practice that's different. I, I don't want to practice the same way that the other doctor was practicing. So I began to implement changes and some of it went well and some of it didn't. And my practice was, was struggling, um, financially. I mean, we were, we had patients that just didn't like the new philosophy and um, we had some people that were leaving, which is hard on the ego. It's hard on the uh, test, the the rejection muscle, you know, um, to have people leave because then, you know, you're wondering, is there something inherently wrong with what I'm doing? Which that led me to kind of that, that disconnect between what I knew and what I was actually practicing in my practice. It led me to actually coach, to be coached, I should say, um, by, uh, a couple um, that my wife and I actually got coached together, and we, at, you know, at the point that we had this conversation um, at Maryland Live, I think been coaching for maybe six months. I'm terrible with timelines. Yeah. It could have been like two weeks, uh, but it felt like <laughs> it felt like it was a little while into it because because what they really what they really were working with us on was our mindset. I mean, we spent we had a nine month coaching thing with them, and it was 
mindset for easily the first six months, the bulk of the first six months. And so um, what Adam and I, what, what kind of led to this conversation that Adam just kind of introduced to everybody, I had, I had gone through, you know, facing, you know, do I continue to go in the same direction or do I think about things differently and try a different approach and then have the courage to, to face all the fear and get through the fear and actually move towards what it is that I actually want. And so I was incredibly fired up this day because Adam, you know, I can remember, um, you know, you're, you're, your dad, your dad's periodontist. Yeah. You're periodontist, right? Yeah. It was just kind yeah. of always assumed that 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 was the way to go, and so yeah. you know you were you were kind of going on that path, and but you knew you knew you didn't want it, and I knew you didn't want it, and you know there was I had never I, I I'm not, I'm actually just starting to coach now a little bit other yeah. dentists, but at that time I had no inclination of that I was going to be a coach someday or that. I thought maybe I'd teach clinical dentistry and things like that eventually, but um, it was like the first time that I felt like there was something that I had on like a mindset side to give to somebody that I care about and love. And, you know, that I and it, it just like I've known you for at that point, it was, see, that was what about two years ago? Yeah. yeah I don't I know. know. I don't know how long ago it was, yeah. but whatever. Um, we had known each other for, a, a decade at least. Yeah. Um, and you know, seeing like how, how like, ha- like ambitious and happy and like, just like such a like good guy and great communicator and, and so much potential, um, that you have. And then to see you, like you were just like in a place where you're just like, you didn't want to be there. And, and, yeah. and we, we both knew it. So anyway, yeah. so, so anyway, so man, I just, I went like, I went completely, uh, I don't want to call it. I like blacked out. I was so, like happy to like get into this conversation with you and talk about, you know, possibility. And and honestly, at this point in my practice, I still wasn't, I still wasn't where I wanted to be in my practice. So I was still trying to have a family dental practice and be a cosmetic comprehensive dental practice at the same time, which walking the line in any business always ends up being a challenge, right? Hmm. When you're unwilling to commit to a certain direction. So I was struggling. I was the people that just wanted basic dentistry weren't super happy because I was more comprehensive and cosmetic focused. And the people that wanted that were kind of like, eh, was this the right place? Because he's still trying to cater to the family dentistry type people. So just was in a, in kind of a, an interesting spot, a, a time of transition for sure. Yeah. So, so how, what was going on when, when that starts to happen, when your patients, clients, whatever you want to call it, patients are starting to notice change, your staff starting to notice change, you're making these decisions how are you taking that when that's happening? What are the what are the messages that are coming up for you, and and how do you make decisions with with what comes up in those moments? Remember what was going on for you? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, that's the hardest thing I think uh, that a lot of us deal with. But myself personally, I mean that that rejection, you know, the fear, you know, that fear of rejection and that feeling rejected. It, it's one of those things that if you're unwilling to face rejection in your life. And for my patients specifically, like if I'm unwilling, when I see a problem going on with, with a patient, you know, if they have occlusal issues and their teeth are being destroyed slowly and they don't know it. And, and, and I'm afraid to tell them for fear that they might not like what I have to say. And they may think I'm trying to pull one over on them or whatever. 
if I don't do that, I'm, I'm really, I'm really out of integrity. I feel like I'd be out of integrity. Um, so, you know, as hard as it was to, you know, have people say, you know, you know, just, I'm, this isn't the practice for me or you're not taking my insurance. So, you know, I'm out of here. You know, maybe they didn't understand the value or I didn't communicate the value. Yeah, it hurt. I mean, it definitely hurt. And in the beginning, it was incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult. I mean, we're talking like sleepless nights, you know, like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so. They've been a patient for 30 years and now they're, you know, now they're, they left. And is it something I, I did or is it there's something wrong with me? You know, I had those thoughts for sure. Um, but I think that there was at some point a realization that if you're not, if you don't have people that you're pissing off or you're turning away or they don't like what you do, then on the flip side of that is you don't have really anybody, any clients, customers, patients that are really like passionately following you either. So unless you're willing to take a stand and say, this is how I'm going to do things. This is for me, how I'm going to practice. If I'm unwilling to do that, then I'm just going to just kind of be basking in people pleasing and mediocrity and all that stuff. So once I had that realization that you, you have to polarize, you have to be willing to polarize your audience, that that's actually how you, you, your business will grow. And that's actually how you can serve the right people. Then it, it got a lot easier after yeah, that. There's, I mean, there's so much there. That's such brilliantly said, um, massive fear from, see this conversation that we're having, you and I have had, maybe, maybe we haven't gotten into some of the weeds here, which is really cool. I'm already hearing some things that we, we don't always talk about. We talk all the time. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But this idea of staying in the middle, staying in the people-pleasing, this was something that you know I've also done. A, had to do a lot of work and still have to do a lot of work around. Um, and the idea of of choose, taking a stand and, and, and saying, speaking, and doing, and being the person that it is that you want to be with that underlying fear of what's going to happen when I actually do this? Who's going to walk out of my life? How are people going to judge me or react? What is it that I'm going to lose? What are they going to think about me? All, you know, back to fear of abandonment at the, at some of our core, core fears, which is so visceral and primal. We're like trying to avoid that kind of pain, um, is, is, is a huge amount of work. And I noticed that's something you and I talk about pretty openly. And, um, yeah, bro. and I, yeah, so I, I want to commend you on doing that. And you know what? I've heard this one sentence probably, I don't even know how many times, and literally, like, not even that long ago, it's starting to sink in. And I want to share it because um, yeah. if you're on the other end of this and you hear it and this could help you, freaking fantastic. It's like re- rejection, like, as much as we want to take it personally, it really, really, really isn't even about us. Like if I'm putting something out there Mm. and you on the other end of that, uh, let's say, so let's, let's flip it. Okay. If you're listening to this and you make an offer or you, um, put your out, put yourself out there and be vulnerable and, and want to share something. And someone says no, right. This is like the, the core rejection, the no, isn't even about you. It's yeah, 100% about the other person and whatever their belief system is or whatever thoughts they have or whatever feelings they're experiencing when they're approached in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's finally like, so, so as it, 
So you're sharing something that like you're seeing these people come into your chair and they've got these these dental issues and you're like having this torn situation where do I say something? Do I not? What happens if they're rejected? What happened? What do they think? And then you're kind of like what you've realized is, hey, my value is I'm going to be this kind of dentist that does what I feel is right and share it. Um, and it seems like, and I've seen you get really, really solid at that, at that. And you're, you're, I mean, your ethics and morals come at a ridiculously high level. Um, it's just cool to see you, you own that. And, uh, and now you're just feeling that's what's been of, of most value to the people that you serve. Yeah. 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 No doubt. I mean, I love that line, by the way, that's freaking awesome. Um, going to internalize that one, memorize it. Um, yeah, man. I mean, walking around worrying about what other people think and um you know let let, let me take a step back so the whole idea of like being authentic right like when you when you're walking around and like i mean we could use business as an example we could use personal life but when you are being held back from expressing your true self through fear ego whatever it is you know you're being protected uh, you're protecting yourself because you don't want to be rejected. You know, and it goes back to this rejection thing. If if you're unwilling to step into like being your authentic self and 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 not like being afraid to express your feelings and express your thoughts, you end up like surrounded by people, uh, circumstances, uh, you know, all these things that are just like kind of like how did that even get there you know like i i don't know if i really want that it's just kind of vanilla plain you know whatever it's not until like you you start you start to say listen like this is who i am this is what i stand for this is like uh you know this is the way i practice this is the way i run my business and this is how i feel about things and how i think about things and if you don't like that that's okay like we're not all the same you know people are different that's okay. And those people will tend to then sort of drift, drift off and away from you. But the people that that message and that, and that attitude, those beliefs, all those things that they, that that resonates with. And I to use the example of my dental practice, right? Patients that, that, uh, respect and appreciate being given options, even if they decide not to take them, that they, they want to know what's best for them, that they're open to, hearing what the best can do for them, those patients are here, right? Those patients, I have more of a, of a, of a percentage or quality of a patient base now than I did when I first got here because I've stood up and I've said like, this is what I stand for. This is what I can, I can bring to you. And it resonates with those people, right? I've dropped insurance plans, dental insurance plans since I've been here. And some people have left and, and some people have left that I had relationships with pretty good relationships with. And some people like, not, not really, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you can't be best friends with all your patients or your clients, but, um, you know, the people that are left behind, they are the cream of the crop, right? They're the people that I want referring friends of theirs and family of theirs to my practice. And the same thing goes in your personal life, right? It goes with, it goes with the friends. So, so now it's, it's interesting. This is, this fit, this ties right into you and I having a conversation, especially yeah. one on a podcast, which is, which yeah. is awesome. Um, the, the people in your life on a personal level too, even family, what you'll find is that 
the more you are willing to step into who you are, like who you're meant to be. I know it's kind of cheesy to say that it's overused, all that, but your authentic self also overused, but still true. If you're willing to be authentic, stand up for what you believe in, say what you believe in, state it publicly and, and like not worry about what everybody else is thinking. What you end up having left at the end of that is a more quality group of people surrounding you. So like, like, like attract like, like attract it, like. Yeah, like no doubt, person. man. No doubt. Yeah. So I mean, like friend wise, I'd say that Adam and I, because we're so, um, we just like our, our brain waves are, are functioning at the same level so much. And we have like so many similar interests now and pursuing similar things that I'd say probably 75% of my friend conversation time happens with you, right? Right now. Right. And so like, you know, that, that Part of that could be not investing enough in my other friendships, but it's so easy. It's just, it's magnetic um, with people around you when you start to, you know, have an opinion, if you will. Yeah. Right. And polarize. Yeah. I mean, that was so well said. One of, one of the things I think has been so helpful for me as I've continued to grow is exactly what you said. Our environment is incredibly important to whatever it is that we're trying to build. That's like nature, right? And that's like David Nagel's nature thing. He's like, if you try to plant a tree on a table, it's not going to grow, but you try to tr plant a tree on some really rich soil, it's going to grow and blossom into this beautiful tree. And the same thing is with us, right? So like, I'm trying to be the best version of myself that I could be. That's something that's a value of mine, right? Like to, to continue to to be that, that's all what I've decided. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be, you know, whatever that looks like, best coach, best, best individual that I feel is important to me. And I know that's important to you. And so I, we kind of made this decision a while ago, like, Hey, why don't we, why don't we talk through Voxer? Why don't we set up a time every week or every two weeks to continue to figure out, Hey, what is it that we need to do to grow? And that has been so so important for me um, to continue to we bounce things off each other where we hold each other accountable we're pushing each other and um, and it's just been such a such a relief to have that kind of support in, in that way and like you said there's something that goes on this is like the underlying I think universal spiritual law that goes underneath what you're saying you were kind of saying hey I'm making a decision to take a stand for whatever it is that I want to believe in. And when you actually come at life with that kind of intention, with that kind of energy, it's going to, things are going to show up in front of you. And what happened was we are making that decision for ourselves. Hey, this is what we want. And we're going to start to see more of people or things that line up with that vision. And so that's, thankfully, we've had that for each other. And then with that, it kind of just builds, like when you have that support system, that accountability person, and you're continuing to put your focus on whatever it is that you decide, like you and I do for each other, we're seeing more of those solutions on a day-to-day -day because we're so laser-focused. When we, you and I, I mean, we're when we get focused on something, it's scary, right? Like our wives are just kind of like, they're like, yeah. you guys are freaking uh, crazy. You've been talking for two hours. Get off. Get <laughs> <off>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think what that, what's so cool about that is it's, it's one of those things where we all have this crazy 
like superpower that we're, we're not even aware of. And that is something that is like focus and decision, decision and focus. Those two things alone, when you make a decision and you decide to focus on it and move towards it, things, things happen. Things will happen fast. Yeah, man. Uh, geez. Yeah. Like having, having each other to, to, and that comes back to like the environment thing, right? Like the, uh, it's so funny. My wife and I were just talking about this, uh, like two hours ago, we were talking about, um, we were having like a, our kids are in school today and we were having a, we went downtown Baltimore and just kind of hung out and we were talking about relationship type stuff and how we can make our relationship better and our family better and all these kinds of things. And, and we, we got to talking about environment and, and sometimes you pretend like environment doesn't matter. Like I can, I can, uh, you know, and this comes, this goes to a much broader discussion, you know, like where people come from and where they grow up and the environment they're in and how that all affects how people and, you know, end up turn out whatever. But, um, you know, what, if you, if you think that you can be like, you can thrive to the level that you could in a, in a, an amazing environment surrounded by people that are at your wavelength or higher than your wavelength in, you know, surrounding yourself and putting yourself in beautiful settings and beautiful and having beautiful experiences with your family and friends and all that. And if you think that, that you can, you can just like surround yourself with, with people that talk negatively all the time and, you know, they're, they're, they're pessimistic about the world and they want to blame all, you know, things external for their, their lack of success or lack of, uh, financial, um, progress in their life. If you surround yourself with those people, no matter how Conscious. strong you are, no matter yeah. how many David Nagel books you're reading or <laughs> yeah, mindset work you you're are, doing, dude, it's not, it is going to drag. You cannot move. You cannot go to the same place that you would be able to by putting yourself in an environment that that is going to foster your growth. Man, think we're, we're all plants. When you break it down, we're plants. You know, if you put if you plant a plant in crappy soil and you don't give it enough sunlight and you don't water it, it will die. Weeds, weeds will overtake it. Everyone's seen it. It's like your friend that you had that once dated this girl or guy that you didn't like, and you started noticing them become a different person when they're around them than they were when you noticed them. They're just people were malleable. We're 60, 70% water, man. Things change in us. Um, I'm totally with you. When your belief system change, when you're around something or an environment or you're listening to the news and you get moved from it and it's, it gets into your consciousness and seeps into your subconscious, that's how you become a different person. That's it. It's, it's totally unconscious, but that's how the, that's how the, I mean, that's how the word works. Your beliefs, it starts with your beliefs. So if you're just surrounded by an environment that's kind of going to seep into that belief system, you'll become it and no it doubt. affects your results. For sure. No, no doubt, brother. Dude, I got to share something with you. This is a story I haven't ever told before, but it, it just, the words I love you were about to come out of my mouth. So it, this has to do with that. If you cry, I might. I might cry. I, I'm happy to cry. <laughs> my um, college girlfriend probably hated me. I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> that's but, a great intro. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because I was, there was a time in my life where I was like mortified of saying the words, I love you. Um, I like, I couldn't do it. So we might've been together for almost two years. I don't know if I ever actually said it, even though if I felt it, I don't think I let myself say it. And I'm saying that story now because it's so cool to even think about that. Most of the time that you and I talk, 
like when we're sending a Voxer, you're, you and I are always saying the words, I love you. Like always, I can say that to you right now. And it's so amazing to be able to say that. And I know when you and I were friends in the beginning, like we had a great relationship, but it was, it wasn't that kind of deeper connection that we have now. How, like, I've heard you say that a lot now. How did that shift happen for you? Like, when did that happen where you started to say it? Because all of a sudden we started saying it and all of a sudden we're like. All of a sudden it was like normal. Cool. Yeah. It's like, like, it's like instead you. of like doing, you know, a virtual high five or something, we're just yeah. love you, bro. Yeah. So, you know. Do you know like any? So any, interesting. Any, yeah. That, that's so, that's so, uh, wow. Yeah. That's really powerful. And ironically, again, we were, Sally and I were talking, my wife, Sally and I were talking about this today, not specifically as it relates to you and I, but the other oh, day really? she heard, Come on. You got, you're I know, right. I know. Like, I know. I know. Like it was about us and, and family members, you know, but, um, it's funny because she actually overheard us a while. It was maybe like this week. It was just a couple of days ago and we were finished wrapping up the call and we were like, love you, you know? And you're like, love you. And, and she, and she was like, do you and Adam say, I love you to each other? No, I, was like, I was like, yeah, so what? She's like, Oh, cool. She's like, well, that's cool. I was like, yeah, ain't no thing. Like, it, and it's funny that, yeah, that is not, that is not like, I don't say that with other friends. I don't say that with it. And you know what we talked about today? And I think that this is a big part of um, being able to say that and ha not even thinking twice about it is when you truly feel safe with someone, mm -hmm. when you, when you truly feel like you can be as vulnerable as you can possibly be, you know, you could, you could walk around butt naked. You could say the stupidest thing you imaginable. You could pour your heart out. You could, you could, um, you know, give a strong opinion for something that wow. they're doing, which we, which we do for each other. We have given each other permission to do that. We give each yeah. other opinions and advice and things like that. It, it's when you like, when you know, you can just be you and there's zero, zero risk of like being hurt. I think that is, is like, it's like my new definition after today of what love is. It's truly being able to be vulnerable around a person. And so it's easy with kids because it's like, oh yeah, you know, they're kids, you know, whatever. And like family, most of the time family is safe to be around, um, in general when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, man. So I don't know, maybe there was something in that relationship in college where you didn't feel safe for whatever reason. I didn't, you know what, actually you, you just brought something out of me. Something popped in my head as you shared that, which was, um, that was so beautiful and deep was what happens when you remove all fear, what's left. Maybe it is love and maybe the, the relationship that we've built and the safety and the, the, um, the depth in that and the trust that we have for each other just opens itself up to, love that's here that's already exists that we're are naturally want to express but you know mindfully we're kind of in this primal fear base always checking to make sure it's okay it's okay it's okay and through this this relationship that we've built um that's pretty cool uh, to hear you say that i actually really i really get that on, on another level yeah, that we kind of put that fear aside oh that's so on point like the when you strip off fear away all that's left is love. And you think like everything that we, we do or don't do that we regret later in life, um, 
it, it's all because of fear. It's all because we we've, we we had the fear. And, and you know what? Actually, fear in, in itself, I actually don't believe that fear in itself is a unhealthy, terrible, awful thing. I think I think fear is there a lot of times for a reason. There's past experience. There's real danger. Sometimes it's imagined danger, of course. A, a lot of times it's imagined danger. But um, it's it's like when the fear comes up, um, I don't know, this might be getting a little off topic of, of like where we were, but um, like it's having the courage then to then move past the fear, right? And, you know, you know, you were you, in the beginning, we were talking about like my story and my practice and stuff. And, um, you know, if I, if I had the fears, because the fears were there, they were real. A lot of fears you can't eliminate. I mean, they're there, right? They're going to be there regardless. It's just, you've got to be willing to face them. Right. And as you face them and as you, as you, as you kind of like you move forward with courage anyway, the fears start to just sort of like go back into the, they're kind of more in the back of your mind or, or they shrink, if you will. They're, they're just like not dominating you, but it's when you have the fear and then you don't go, you don't face it. Like you don't, you, you, you kind of run from it. Then it actually like, it like takes more ground. It invades more. And then you become even more scared. It gets harder to dig yourself, harder to dig yourself out. And it comes up in dentistry a lot, right? I mean, what I'm, what I, when I, when I'm talking to patients about doing comprehensive or cosmetic dentistry, I mean, it like fear is like the instantaneous like thing that comes up for, for people. And it's like, they can't even see the forest through the trees because they just, it, all they see is the fear, the fear of the money, the fear of the pain, the fear of the time, whatever the fear is, but it's just fear, fear, fear around dentistry, right? So it is, it's something that I've really had to kind of study and lead myself through first so that I can now help and support these these people to get, kind of get to where they want to go. And, and that goes for friends and people in my life as well. But I know it's getting a little bit off topic, but. No, I think it tie, it's could tie full circle because we spent some time talking about uh, fear of rejection, and ultimately behind many of those imagined fears is is an underlying lie that we've told ourselves. And um, and I I say that with um, you know with compassion. I mean, there's something that we've shared with ourselves in the past, or we've adopted a belief, or we've had a family member or an authority figure when we were younger kind of tell us a story that made us adopt a belief that hey. You know, it, it, we it's not safe to do X, Y, or Z, and because of that, that's what some of the fear comes up, right? Like, we're, why would we put ourselves out there when in the past I've put myself out there and I got totally rejected, and that means X about me, right? If I'm getting rejected, that means I'm not good enough, I'm I'm unworthy, I'm not worthy of love, and those types of underlying beliefs and fears um, aren't. That's that's the lie. That's, that's the, that's the lie. That's not true. You know, if, again, if, if it were rejected, what does that mean about me? Well, the, that's, that's the lie in the thinking too. It means nothing about you. It actually is just a right that someone else has to say, no, I don't want this or now it's not the right time for me. And it's just, again, it has nothing to do about us. So I'm glad you went there because it needs more attention and we got to keep, keep that conscious. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Could, could not agree more. Could not agree more. So, Jesse, this it has been the, probably the fastest 30 minutes of my life. Um, I want to I just thank you, man. Um, we might have to do this again, but could, 
but I will also want to say where where could people find you? You I just I have to give you a plug because you guys got to see this guy's work is freaking ridiculous. I mean, his hand skills are so 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 next level. Um he is just it it shows that when you put your passion with your natural talents, like what you're capable of. Um, and so I just, you got to tell people where they could find you because you could really make uh, a massive difference for people when they smile and their confidence and just being around you in general. So where can they find you? Tell them right freaking now. Right. right <laughs> like you're incredible. Thank, yeah. Thank you for your kind words, brother. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so we, so my practice uh, like I was talking about, we focus on cosmetic and rehabilitative dentistry. So we've actually in the past year or so, year and a half, we have been working and reworking a an entire experience around having a smile transformation done. And it's not just cosmetic. It can be if somebody has just a lot of issues that they want to have taken care of quickly. It's, and it's called the Smile Solutions Experience. And so we've created that for people that are local, but also people that are that come at distance as well, either flying in or, or driving from distance. And we have a whole experience around the hotel and transportation and meals and, you know, the whole thing. We make the restorations here, all, all, that, all that cool stuff. Um, so that experience um, is like, that's kind of the thing that I'm really, really focused and, and most passionate about right now. So um, I talk about that experience a lot uh, on social media and I talk about, you know, sort of what we do in our practice and different aspects of dentistry on social media. And as far as finding me on social media, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook and I'm getting more active again on Instagram. And you just go to those and it's Dr. Jesse Ritter. It's, it's just Dr. Jesse Ritter all lowercase on all, all of those platforms. Um, I'm also actually just started, I recorded my first two episodes of my own podcast as well. And that's called your smiles, your smile matters podcast. I haven't posted them yet, but they're going to, they're going to start launching probably early next week, probably Monday. I'm going to be putting up my first one. Yep. So that'll be another place, uh, you can look me up. And then of course, there's going to be a link in the show notes here for, um, I created a video. I created a whole video and um, put this together to to really explain my story and wh- how how the Smile Solutions experience can work for you. And it's really it's really meant for it's meant for people. It's meant for everybody, but it's meant for people who are busy, entrepreneurs, professionals, parents, people who just want to get things done quickly. They want it done at a high level. Um, that's who we've built it for. So um, you can you can you know, find it in that link as well. And it'll take you to, uh, you know, take you to a little opt-in page and then you can get, you can get access to the video training and, and read all about it and, and listen to my whole explanation of it. So cool. awesome. Yeah, Thanks for sharing that brother. Sure. Sure. Talk Thank probably you. talk tomorrow. <laughs> oh, love you <laughs> okay, by the way. <laughs> love you, bro. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please visit me at www.adamesco.com.